Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As Captain Paul, the story of John Paul Jones on the Cavalcade of America, presented by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Clayton Collier. Today, as we all know, the nation celebrates the birthday of the United States Navy. 166 years ago, in the year 1775, the Continental Congress voted funds for two ships and took the first step towards establishing American naval power. Thus began the illustrious tradition of heroic deeds and heroic men, the United States Navy. Tonight, the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, brings you a play about a man who was a symbol of this great tradition. Adapted for radio from Commander Edward Ellsberg's bestseller, we present Captain Paul, the story of John Paul Jones, starring the distinguished actor Claude Rains. in a great hallway of an old mansion in His Majesty's colony of Virginia. Oh, John, my breath. Let me get my breath. One more kiss, Dorothea, and I'm ready to face a thousand fathers. There. Now let's go into his study and tell him. Take my hand. Isn't it a very small thing to ask for? Yes, the world. And you're mine, John. Now then. Ready? Let's get it over with. 
Father. Oh, yes? What is it, Dorothea? Uh, John and I would like to see you a minute. Certainly, of course. Come on in. Sit down. Now, what can I do for you, Jones? Father, John has something to say to you. Let him say it. I will, sir. I wish to marry your daughter. Well, that's a matter we'll have to discuss. Dorothea, do you remember that piece of property over in the southeast corner of the estate? Yes, Father. That's where you will build your home. Excuse me, sir, but uh, Dorothy and I have other plans. We're going up north, sir. I hope to get a ship and go to sea. I was under the impression you wanted to get married. And that means settling down, unless I'm mistaken. My daughter is going to marry a gentleman, sir. Look out that window, Jones. You see a lot of pretty fine property, don't you? That's all going to be my daughter someday. Her husband will have to accept that responsibility. I have no interest in becoming a landowner, sir. My career is on the sea. Then you and I are wasting time here. Ah, I hope to prove you wrong, sir. But with the revolution coming, there's more important work for me to do than managing a farm. Maybe you haven't heard about it, sir, but there's going to be a new America soon. Right. Do you think that all Virginians are excited about what they're doing in Rhode Island or Massachusetts these days? But I'm trying to tell you that America is going to be free, sir. That there's, there's going to be a war. That we'll have an army. That we're starting a navy. And I'm going to help establish it. And that Dorothy and I are leaving here tomorrow. You're wrong. You, sir, are leaving now, right now. My daughter's not going to throw her life away on a hot-headed fool with a toy boat. Father. Good day, Mr. Jones. I'm very busy. Come along, Dorothea. Darling, I'm going now. But I'll come back to you someday. And he'll see it our way then. Will you wait for me, Dorothea? Oh, I'll wait, John. I'll wait. White of His Majesty's Royal Navy. Captain Jones of the Continental Navy. I congratulate you on your victory, sir. My thoughts. Thank you, Captain. The American Navy is so young and impoverished, you could probably use it. But you better keep it. Thank you, sir. I'd like to ask you a question or two. Certainly. Where was your ship bound, sir? Boston. Your cargo? Our stores are sizable, sir. Shoes, uniforms, food, powder, and cannon. Captain Jones... I've never struck my flag before, and I... I still can't understand how you outmaneuvered me to windward. Your ship, I see, is not exactly first class. They say beginner's luck always is, sir. Then I'm your first prize, Captain Jones? No, sir. You are number eight. There have been seven others. Captain Jones reporting to Commodore Hopkins. Captain Jones, I'm glad to see you back in Newport. Is the ship all right? Sir, I have the honor to report to you that in six weeks at sea, we captured eight enemy vessels. Now I'd like the wages for my crew. Now? You know better than that. There isn't a pound for wages. Then suppose we set it this way. I'll take an advance on the cargoes we captured. The crew is pledged to receive one-third value on all captured cargo. As to that, two-thirds goes for maintenance of the Navy. 
It may be months before Congress and the courts can dispose of a single shilling. Delay, delay. There's no delay in your asking me to fight a cannon. I suppose you wouldn't know about firing a cannon, Commodore. You will address me as befits the Commodore of the Continental Fleet, Captain Jones. What fleet? Those six sloops rotting in the harbor? I tell you, I want a better ship if I'm going to carry out these, this sea raiding as it should be done. You don't know how lucky you are. A lot more important men than yourself with better connections can't get a ship anywhere. Now, uh, are you going to turn over that cargo to me? Shall I be forced to relieve you of command? And shall I tell you there's a war going on, Commodore? The country's bleeding to death. And you know it. But so long as they don't bombard Philadelphia Harbor, it's business as usual and the devil with liberty. Lick the heels of any tyrant. But get your goal out of it. And forget about the poor clods fighting to make men free. Get out of here, Jones, and don't come back. You won't get rid of me. My crew's outside. What if I tell them the Commodore of the Continental Fleet's grabbing two-thirds of the cargo for the Navy... And letting the men wait. Now, wait a minute, Jones. You, uh, want a better ship, you say? I do. Suppose I give you one we've just acquired from the French. The Amphitrite. I think this paper will make everything satisfactory. That's better. Good day, Commodore. Captain, the Navy has commissioned me to take over the Amphitrite. Here are my papers. Yes. Yes, I see. Speed is fellow I ever laid eyes on, sir. I'll be off at once. Along with raiding, I'm, I'm to be head for Paris. Dr. Franklin must be given news of Burgoyne's surrender at Saratoga. Good. I'm sailing the ship to France next week. I'm sure you'll enjoy being a passenger. You better look at that paper again, Captain. You're turning your ship over to me. Oh, no. That isn't what that paper says. It just says you can take command. I don't see any paper which tells me to give up my ship to anyone. Well, can't you infer that if I'm to take command, you'll have to give it up? Give my ship away on inference? You can't do that without another paper that says I can. No, sir. You show me a paper that states that in plain language, and I'll turn my ship over to you. Paper. Paper. The country's dying, and you're talking about a paper. You and the rest like you. Bunglers, money grubbers, politicians. Everybody afraid of the one above him. Afraid for his skin, afraid for his pocket. Can Washington load his muskets with paper? Will paper break the blockade? By heaven, if it's not this ship, it'll be another paper or no paper. Is this a war? Or are we all playing with paper dolls? are listening to The Cavalcade of America, starring Claude Rains in Captain Paul, brought to you by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. As our play continues, we find John Paul Jones calling on Dr. Benjamin Franklin, the American envoy in Paris. And the news is, Dr. Franklin, General Burgoyne surrendered his entire army at Saratoga. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now the French will join us for sure. Good news, indeed, my boy, good news. Uh, And now, tell me your plans. Dr. Franklin, I think you realize now we'll be able to finish the war quickly. I'm sure you see the need for American naval power to do it. 
fact is, if I had command of a squadron... A squadron would be very nice, Captain Jones. But uh, no doubt you've heard of politicians. You might sort of. Who hasn't? If you were a politician, you might have inferred from my reaction to your request that... Well, the point is, you've been relieved of your command of your own ship. What? Jones, there's an old saying. Bad news runs swiftly. Apparently, it outran your ship this voyage. You see, your first lieutenant, Mr. Simpson, is something of a politician. My first lieutenant, sir, is a drunken fool. Command a ship of war... He can't tell the difference between starboard and a teacup. Do you think I'm going to lie down while he walks over my back? Well, why not roll over? Out of the way then, Jones. Meanwhile, enjoy yourself in Paris. I'll be hanged if I stay here in Paris for the war to be fought. You will stay here, Jones. Because I think there's a chance I can get you another ship. At least for the present, I'm reasonably certain of it. Well, I've got to do something about the crew. Am I to keep paying for crews out of my own pocket? I can't go on forever like that. I think you'll go on, Jones. Like the rest of us. You can't help yourself. Dr. Franklin, I have gone on. I've gone on here in Paris, dreaming about that ship for the last seven months. Haven't you any words, sir? Jones, your dreams are over. You're in command of a squadron. At last. Now for some action. Still, Jones, it would do you well to remember there are ships and ships. What do you mean, sir? Well, let me put it this way. True, you have a squadron. It is equally true, nevertheless, that you will be joined by four French captains, each commanding his own vessel. As to your own ship, Jones, well, if they refer to vessels as females, we might call her a dowager of the seas. In fact, she's 60 years old. Guess that must be the one Columbus overlooked. He sure she floats? Oh, they say she floats. But I think if you're taking her anywhere, you'll have to look around for sails. If I'm going to do any fighting, I suppose I'll have to pluck a few cannon out of the air. What's a miracle or two? One smashing victory and you'll go home a hero. I want to go home, sir. Doesn't a hero always need a heroine? Then don't waste time, my boy. Go back and marry her. You can tell her you named the ship for her. Don't you suppose I've had a name ready all these months? What are you going to call her, Jones? She'll fight with your name, sir. She'll be the poor Richard. Thank you, Joan. Yeah, and we'll say good luck and a great sale for the Bonhomme child. Off the port bow, sir. Up we go, Mr. Stacy. I said. How big is she? Well, you'll see better through your glass. There. There she rides around the circle of the land. Hey, she's a big lady, Jack. I see right. 
Why, she's the flagship of the British Baltic Fleet. Look, our squadron's running away. They're turning to the wind. Let the French go, the yellow dogs. That warship's too big for us. Nothing's too big for us today. Mr. Jackson, up to the gun ports. Up to the gun ports. Beat to quarters, Mr. Stacey. Beat to quarters. Feel the deck. Mr. Carroll, shake it, Chris. Hold on the lights, Mr. Anderson. that help? Money and a 
way to forget. I assure you, the Empress is not, uh, uh, how shall I say, dull. I'm not, how shall I say, a fool. At least, as far as ships are concerned. are my private apartments, as you well know, Admiral Jones. Now, when will you American louts learn some manners? Softly, my lady, softly. Now, what have I done? Why do you suppose I brought you in here? I do not propose to be shouted at before my ministers like a common scullery mate. It was a mistake to bring up the subject of finances. I lost my head for a minute. Let's forget all about it. Help me? So, I forgive you. John Paul, hasn't Russia taught you anything? Many things, my lady. And, after all, haven't I taught Russia something? <laughs> yes. We owe so much to each other, John Paul. It's just that I've been worried lately, but... Perhaps I need a rest. There's nothing to worry about, nothing at all. Why do you worry, John Paul? Haven't I made you an admiral of the Russian fleet? And hasn't Russia repaid you well this month? Is that not so? Oh, Your Imperial Majesty, I, I want what is due me. I, I want that and nothing else. So, now you listen to me, my little admiral. Catherine has never been accustomed to treating her favorites like servants. They've all had my friendship, my protection. You are going to be a despicable exception. <laughs> Admiral of my fleet, are you? Yes. You will continue as Admiral. But you won't even have a, a barge, a common barge to command. You will not die in action, but of inaction, I promise you. Now go. I leave tomorrow. That gives you time to get the money ready. You have no tomorrow in Russia, Mr. Jones. You leave St. Petersburg tonight. Go back to your America to work if you dare. That lovely free country you've done so much for. But not with my money. You will never have power again. Not as long as I am Empress of all the Russias. There. Now try to rest, Monsieur Jones. You are tired. Did you find a doctor? I've tried all over Paris. But the doctors, they will not come while there is rioting in the streets. Why should they come? See me die. But, Monsieur Jones, have you no friend? No one to give you a... a... You mean... Is there no one to bury me? I have no friends. But you've been very good and kind to me. I leave you nothing. 
army. They're still fighting in the streets. Paris is reason, they say. Long live the revolution. But people are dying. We all die, old woman. Does it matter how? Those people out there. Dying as I am. Dreaming the same dream I did long ago. In America. Freedom. The great ghost no man can shackle. I began my life in one revolution. I die in another. Dorothea. Dorothea? Your hand? My darling? A very small thing. So was my life without it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like you to meet our star, Claude Rains. Mr. Rains, we're glad to have you back again on Cavalcade. Well, Mr. Collier, I enjoyed the opportunity of being with you all again. And with the help of my old friends, the Cavalcade players, I hope that tonight's show, dedicated to a great man and a great tradition, has contributed something to the commemoration of Navy Day. We certainly trust you're right, Mr. Rains, and we'd like to congratulate you for your part in recalling to us the heroism of one of those men who made our Navy great. Thank you, Mr. Collier. Now I'd like to... Bring your radio audience that interesting announcement you spoke about. Before I left Hollywood to come here for the show, I saw a preview screening of the new Warner Brothers picture you're doing on Cavalcade next week. It's called One Foot in Heaven. One of the most delightful stories they've ever filmed in Hollywood. And in it, my good friend, Frederick March, turns in one of the greatest starring performances of his career. Thank you, Claude Rains. Next week's Cavalcade, One Foot in Heaven, starring Frederick March. Our play tonight was based on Captain Paul by Commander Edward Ellsberg, published by Dodd, Mead and Company, to whom Cavalcade gratefully acknowledges its obligation for new material. The orchestra and the original musical score were under the direction of Don Vores. On the Cavalcade of America, your announcer is Clayton Collier, sending best wishes from DuPont. <laughs> This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company.